gun nuts like to say, you can have my gun when you pry it from my cold, dead hands. No, that's what anti-gun people think pro-gun people like to say. It's a wonderful stereotype, is it not? If I recall, Charlton Heston, when he was head of the NRA, was the one who actually said that. Pro-gun people don't go around saying that phrase. As a matter of fact, if you bust that one out at the range, you're going to get some weird looks from people. It's a stereotype, nothing more. However, I do agree with the sentiment. I have a hard time disagreeing with it. The Second Amendment Liberal Podcast. Welcome back to Episode 8 of the Second Amendment Liberal Podcast. I'm your host, Brad. This is going to be an odd one for me today, as I find myself simultaneously agreeing and disagreeing sometimes within the same sentence, with a man of which I have deep respect and admiration. I'm so used to wholly disagreeing with people on this topic due to the deeply polarizing nature of it. A video entitled Gun Nut Rhetoric, recently released by The Amazing Atheist on YouTube, put me on an emotional and intellectual roller coaster. I decided to cover some points made by him in the video with some thoughts of my own. I have been subscribed to TJ, a.k.a. The Amazing Atheist, since his early days on YouTube, and have watched him develop and grow into one of the most underrated personalities on the platform. People often dismiss the points he makes due to his use of foul language and overly dramatic delivery, but he's more often right than wrong. While his theatricality doesn't bother me in the slightest, I understand why more sensitive people would be turned off, but they shouldn't let that get in the way of his message which is more often than not sound. I find myself in agreement with TJ on most things, ranging from universal health care to severe irritation with Democrats and Republicans alike. But one point of contention I've always had is his deep misunderstanding and seemingly self-imposed ignorance of firearms and the Second Amendment in general. I wouldn't describe him as an anti-gun person, but I wouldn't call him pro-Second Amendment either, despite his claims to support gun rights, as outlined in the Constitution. I am sympathetic as to why he would be in favor of more strict gun control measures. As I recall, he's been in a couple of dangerous situations, having firearms either aimed in his direction or being used as a prop to threaten him. Quite understandable indeed. That said... He's thrived on YouTube due to his use of logic to make sound conclusions. I'm certainly not going to insinuate I have any sort of deep psychological understanding of the man's perspective on the matter, but I do think there is a mental block preventing TJ from seeing the bigger picture or grasping the finer points of guns and gun rights. Honestly, I just think he doesn't care very much about it and thus hasn't bothered to do any real research or seek training or guidance from somebody who knows what the hell they're talking about. TJ, being the logical-minded person that he is, just needs a nudge in the right direction. Not that this is what I'm attempting to do here today. I just simply want to establish a dialogue and get people who may think as he does to reconsider their position. Let's jump right into the video. What's another thing they like to say? Uh, oh, I know. Uh, you know, if, if they come for my guns, I'll give them the bullets. 
Yes, I will agree with you that these platitudes are very cheesy. I'm not a fan of them. However, again, the concept behind it is not something that I disagree with. A lot of it is chest-bumping bravado nonsense, but when it boils right down to it, the message behind that platitude is correct. A lot of people do feel like if the government were to institute a program in which firearms were to be confiscated, we would definitely fight back. And believe me, there are people who really would. And their numbers are quite sizable. Make no mistake about it. You can have my gun when you take it from my cold, dead hands. And then you're like, really? You'd rather die than give up your Glock? Yes. Yes, we would. I know I would. And I say that with relative certainty. Additionally, TJ, you don't even know what the fuck a Glock is. Quit playing, man. People seem to be under the impression that we value guns just for the sake of having guns. That's not it at all. It's about self-determination, the ability for me to protect myself and my family. The Supreme Court ruled that police officers have no duty to protect you. Not that police are constantly around you all the time and ready and waiting to protect you in the first place. That duty and responsibility lies in my lap, no one else's. My life is my own responsibility. Your life is your own responsibility. Act like it. Burying your head in the sand and pretending this is not reality does not make it go away. Allowing the government to disarm you goes far beyond you just not having the gun for the sake of having it. It's about robbing you of your ability to be self-sufficient and not reliant upon a government entity. Yes, the government serves a purpose. Yes, they should take steps to make sure that people are fed and clothed and housed and all that sort of thing. But they do not and should not have the ability to rob me of my ability to protect myself. And they're like, well, better to die on my feet than live on my knees. Uh, is it, though? You know, a dead person can't think, can't feel, can't have sex or watch a movie or eat a cheeseburger or sing a song or play a video game or anything, really. That is not living. That is merely existing at the whim and mercy of someone else. What even makes you think that you would be able to enjoy those things living under a government that deems you not worthy enough to even be armed in the first place? I mean, you just have to look around the world right now. These ultra-far-left, super-feminist types of people don't want you to sing those songs or play those video games because they're offensive. These are often the same people who don't want you to be armed. Why should we trust them? My point is that there's a lot of sayings about guns that basically boil down to if you try to take away our guns we're gonna kill you (laughs) you know they don't come right out and say that because it's not a catchy enough slogan but they say it in other ways you know you know i actually agree with you on this one i'm not fond of masking that message with memes and platitudes i prefer to just come out and say it and yes i agree with that I see nothing wrong with that. You try to disarm me, I'm going to bite back. I see nothing wrong with that. You can find shit tons of memes they pass around in their little knitting circles that say essentially the same things. You know, sometimes they come right out and say it, you know? Hitler took the guns. Stalin took the guns. Mao took the guns. Fidel Castro took the guns. Hugo Chavez took the guns. And I'm here to tell you, 
1776 will commence again if you try to take our firearms. Doesn't matter how many lemmings you get out there on the street begging for them to have their guns taken. We will not relinquish them. Do you understand? I don't know if it's your intention or not, but people will often use Alex Jones as a means to poison the well, if you will. To make it appear that if you are in agreement with him on any level, then you are fucking crazy. Now, I don't know if that's what you're attempting to do here, but that is the usual tactic. Again, I agree with what he's saying here. It doesn't sound crazy to me. It doesn't sound insane to me. What he's saying is absolutely correct. I'm no Alex Jones fan. He's a fucking idiot, but his followers are even dumber than he is because they can't see the scam that he's running. But hey, a stopped clock is right twice a day. It's really kind of weird if you think about it. There's really no other political position in America where the opposing viewpoint is so casually and ubiquitously threatened with violence. Every issue's got at least two sides, but there aren't these kind of slogans for most issues, you know? The reaction you get from people about this issue is really not weird to me at all. Gun control in this country has a direct correlation and deep history with keeping peoples enslaved or leading to their genocide. The very first gun control laws in this country were targeted specifically towards freed black people and Native Americans. To this day, some of the worst, most offensive and draconian gun control laws still target black people. You're talking about a very historical, very deep, very complex issue here. It's not just about the guns. It goes far beyond just the guns and into matters of individuality and personhood and human dignity. When you start using the government to threaten reducing people's defensive capabilities or outright taking them away, of course we're going to freak the fuck out. Anyone with a deep understanding of it is going to perk their ears up a little bit and say, hey, 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 now, what the fuck? If you try to take away our guns, we will try to take away your life. And we will die fighting you if we have to. I'd rather be a lifeless corpse than let the government have this Remington Model 870 Express Pump Action Shotgun I bought at Dick's Sporting Goods. I got it for 20% off on sale, you know? I do admire their dedication. I honestly do. Not a lot of people are willing to die to protect their hobby. You don't see stamp collectors talking this kind of shit. Can that stamp collection of yours defend yourself from being killed in a home invasion? Can it stop a woman from being raped? Can it put food on the table? Can it be used in a militia to protect your community from the government? No, I don't think so. For you to dismiss it as, oh, it's just just a hobby. Oh, it's just a hobby. Nonsense. By the way, that Remington 870 12-gauge pump action is one of the most terrifying weapons you can possibly own. 12-gauge buckshot and slugs can do some serious terrifying, horrifying damage to the human body. I don't understand where people got this idea from that shotguns are harmless. They are some of the most effective weapons you can possibly own. If you put me up against some nerdy, angsty, wannabe mass shooter kid armed with an AR-15, or Bubba armed with a 12-gauge, I'm going to be more afraid of Bubba. My hobby, personally, is sitting around on on my couch... You never hear me come up with some dumbass slogan like, better to die on my ass than to live on my feet. Again, I do agree with you here. I think these slogans are just cringy, and I prefer to just ignore them. 
most serious gun owners don't really use these slogans. They don't have guns, you know? You can't quilt someone to death. No one's ever committed a murder with a jigsaw puzzle. I guess a bird watcher could bludgeon you to death with his binoculars, but it certainly isn't as convenient as a gun. Plus, he'd probably mess up the lens or uh, fuck up the focus wheel or something. The real reason gun nuts are so trigger happy is they don't think of their hobby as just a hobby. They think that they're the protectors of the Constitution. See, there you go again with the hobby thing. The reason why we don't think of it as a hobby is because it's not a hobby. (laughs) There's a difference between enjoying guns on a hobby level and valuing them for what they represent, which is freedom and power. And I, I, I cringe a little bit saying freedom because that's such a right-wing thing to say they always throw out freedom 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 but really think about what guns represent the freedom for you to be able to protect yourself effectively that's not insignificant additionally everyone should be defenders of the constitution and not just the parts of it they personally like And that's the justification they use for all their threats of violence. You know, when the government becomes tyrannical, then it is the duty of patriots to shed blood, to preserve liberty, and don't tread on me, and blah, blah, fucking spangly blah. And it's true that the right to keep and bear arms is guaranteed by the Bill of Rights. It's one of the original ten. It's number two, in fact. It's uh, one of the only two that most dumbass Americans actually know, if we're being honest. Agreed, there's far more to the Constitution than the First and Second Amendments. And people do a piss-poor job of upholding them and holding the government accountable when they violate the entirety of the Constitution. My, my big question for gun nuts who say that they have their guns to protect the Constitution is this. What are you waiting for? I love this question. I see it often. It is our duty to preserve violence for the last possible course of action when all other peaceful methods have been tried and exhausted. We are not there yet. There's so much that we can do, and we haven't done it. There's this misconception that we own guns because we are violent people. That's not the case at all. Uh, The Third Amendment is pretty much obsolete. It just says the government can't force you to let soldiers hold up in your house in peacetime, and in war they have to do it in a lawful fashion. If I recall correctly, I remember the 2012 London Olympics. The houses next to the stadium were required to allow the government to place anti-aircraft missile batteries on the roofs, and they had no say in the matter. I'd say that's quite relevant. I wouldn't want my house to become a target for terrorism or any other organization seeking to take out enemy material. The Fourth Amendment is against unreasonable search and seizure. That is, searching you without evidence that you've done anything wrong and without any idea what they're even looking for. The government routinely violates this now, whether we're talking about the TSA ogling your naked body at the airport, warrantless wiretapping, NSA spying programs that comb through your metadata. We traded all of those rights for the illusion of safety back under the Bush administration, and no one gave a shit. You know what's funny? I remember when Bush did all that stuff, and Obama did NDAA and all that crap. The only ones I really saw really freaking out about it were... 
gun-owning people who took the Constitution seriously. Everyone else was kind of like, ah, whatever. The Fifth and Sixth Amendments that guarantee us the right to a fair and speedy trial under due process of law are basically a joke. Yes, and you know who's capitalizing on it? Anti-gun people. With all these red flag laws and all these things that treat people like criminals before they even commit a crime. It's as if people are under the impression that pre-crime minority report style laws is the way to go. The Ninth Amendment basically says, hey, just because a right isn't listed in this document doesn't mean it's not a right. If there's widespread agreement among the people that something is a right, then it's a right, whether it's in this document or not. It's hard to say what the status of this one is. In a list of subjective and highly interpretable rules, it's especially vague and exceptionally uh, open to interpretation. Right now, 70% of people support Medicare for all. And the underlying premise uh, is that health care is a right, not a privilege. Is that right being respected due to popular support? No. Agreed. I am of the persuasion that health care is a human right. But you know what? One could easily argue against it using anti-gun logic, because the types of advanced medical care that exist today did not exist back when the founders were alive. It renders such care not applicable to today's society. You see how that works when that's used against you? It doesn't make much sense, does it? The Tenth Amendment says that powers not granted to the federal government uh, by the Constitution belong to the states or to the people. Many people, especially those of a libertarian bent, would say that the federal government has gone far beyond the powers assigned to it by the Constitution. There are actually uh, big Tenth Amendment advocates that call themselves Tenthers, who are strong states' rights advocates who oppose federalism. So once again, this shit is vague, but if you're a states' rights guy or gal who thinks the federal government has gone way beyond its constitutional powers, then you'd have to say the Tenth Amendment is basically dead. I wouldn't say that it's dead. I would just say that we, as the people of this country, are not doing our part in holding people accountable that violate the Constitution. It's not on them. It's on us. We are not doing our job. So out of the original ten amendments to the U.S. Constitution, four are almost inarguably dead, two are questionably dead, two are basically obsolete, and the remaining two, the first and the second, are constantly under threat. So my question to all you gun nuts out there, if you are still awake after my civics lesson, uh, well, I have not, not, not just a question, but I also have an observation. Uh, the observation is... You're not doing a very good job at defending the Constitution. Uh, the question is, once again, what are you waiting for? Bravo, TJ. Bravo. You actually legitimately recognized that the Second Amendment is under constant threat, because it is. I appreciate that. Thank you. I reiterate what I said earlier. Now is not the time. There are methods other than violence still available to us. But we need to get up off of our lazy asses and do what needs to be done before we even consider violence. This includes things like ensuring our elections are fair, open, honest, getting money out of politics, etc., etc. We can do these things. We just have to come together as a people. We are currently at each other's throats, but that's our fault. We need to fix this. 
I don't have any answers. I don't know how to do it, but we need to do it. It seems to me that the only amendment you're actually willing to take up arms to defend is the Second Amendment. And that means that you actually think that your right to bear arms was designed to protect your right to bear arms. Do you really think that was the intent of the founders? Actually, yes. In addition to protecting all the other amendments, it actually does protect itself. The entire reason why the Revolutionary War kicked off in the first place is because the British attempted to confiscate firearms. The Second Amendment does indeed apply to itself. But you are correct. It applies to everything else as well. The way I see it, gun nuts have three choices. One, they can admit that the Bill of Rights is essentially meaningless because we the people have stood idly by as one by one our rights were grinded away into nothing and that the end of the Second Amendment is just the next stop on the Tyranny Express. And they can stop with their silly slogans because when the government comes for their guns, they're going to hand them right on over like the good little serfs that they are from their warm, quite living hands. I half agree and half disagree with you here, TJ. Yes, the people have stood idly by while our rights have been violated. That is on us. And yes, there will be people, should confiscation ever occur, who will just hand it over. But there's quite a sizable portion of people in this country that would not. And they number in the millions. Don't underestimate that. Two... They can admit that their willingness to kill and die for their guns is just the reaction of a bunch of hobbyists who are so into their hobby that they're willing to kill anyone who interferes with it, and that all their lofty talk about being great defenders of the Constitution is just a lot of hot air they spew to feel important. And while they're at it, they can admit that their rhetoric of being responsible, law-abiding citizens is totally at odds with their rhetoric about killing anyone who attempts to disarm them. Again, you have a total and complete misunderstanding of gun culture. It's not a hobby. There are hobbyists. But those who tend to talk the way that you insist that we do are not into it just for the hobby. Are there people that are full of hot air? Absolutely. You see them all the time. But there are people who take this very, very seriously. And their numbers, again, are not insignificant. Three, and here's the one I like. They can overthrow the government and battle to restore all of the constitutional rights that have been degraded over time by an overzealous federal government. But of course, they're not going to do any of those three things. They're going to continue to present themselves as great defenders of our rights, all while passively accepting the continued erosion of our civil liberties. And they're going to continue to think that the Bill of Rights is just something that gives them the right to bear arms and... That's pretty much it. To them, it's not the Bill of Rights, it's the Bill of a Right. And what a fucking meaningless right it is in their hands. It might as well be the right to pick your nose or fart on an elevator. And let me make it clear, I support their right to own guns. I just don't support their bullshit, self-aggrandizing rhetoric. It has nothing to do with reality. I'm the amazing atheist. Peace the fuck out. First of all, no one who knows anything about gun rights would ever say that the Bill of Rights gives us the ability to own guns. That right is inherent in all people as a matter of human dignity. It's not something that the Constitution imbues us with. It already exists. Now, you can argue 
about the concept of that all damn day long. But the point is, the Constitution recognizes that right as something that existed before it was written. Again, I repeat myself, we're not quite there yet where violence is what needs to be applied in order to restore our freedoms. All this aside, TJ, I thank you for making this video, and I thank you for recognizing our ability to arm ourselves as a right. And I also want to thank you for understanding the purpose of the Second Amendment. And I share your frustrations that our constitutional protections, not just the Second Amendment, but all of them have been violated and are under constant threat. We need to do something. Even though we may not agree on everything, we need to come together and we need to do something. I don't know what that thing is, but I hope people have ideas. If you have any ideas, I would love to hear them. So, TJ, if you happen to hear this, let me know. This is your host, Brad. Unfortunately, we don't have any advertisers at the moment. Thankfully, Patreon has us covered. As most people are aware, social media entities across the internet are clamping down on the ability for gun-related content producers to fund their projects. Your support on Patreon gives those of us here at the Second Amendment Liberal Podcast the ability to keep the lights on. As this project grows, expect interviews with interesting and notable people in the gun world, reviews of cool gun-related products, and travel to locations around the country to get the scoop on stories that otherwise would be out of reach. I have big things planned for the future of this podcast, folks. For $3 a month, you can pledge your support on Patreon. As things develop and take off around here, there will be all sorts of tears and perks. If you find yourself unable to support us monetarily, hey, that's cool. I understand. I know money is tight for many people right now, and I just appreciate you listening. Go to patreon.com slash 2A liberal podcast, the number two, the letter A liberal podcast, and become a patron today. Thank you very much for listening. All right, everyone, that's the show for today. I thank you for listening, and I'll see you next time.